Hello, everybody. Jeff Mason, Mr. Simple Biz Guy here, coming to you from stlewispodcast.com. Thank you very much, Mason, for that intro. Alex on the boards, how you doing, buddy? Great to see you again. And uh, hey, we're here for another one, right? I believe this episode 25. So we are talking about marathoning today and what we can apply from marathoning to business. I know not everybody marathons, but, you know, um, just want to kind of talk about it. There's plenty of us that do go out there and do a lot of running, and I just want to um, – I've run six marathons, so I just kind of want to share with you a little bit what uh, I feel is a connectivity between marathoning and business and things that I've carried over into business. So um, I've run 35,000 miles in my career, just past that mark not too long ago. So that's pretty cool, 40 years. That's a lot of miles on the old wheels. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've in the process been able to run quite a few different races, but I, I went through a period of time where I ran six marathons. So um, one of the things that I love about the whole marathon experience is the delayed gratification. And I don't know if I'm, I'm tracking here, but like business, you know, we, we, we all want things to happen quickly and we all want things to take off, uh, you know, zoom out of the gates, right? Myself included. But I really have to stop myself and say, okay, Jeff, it's, it's kind of like that experience running a marathon. It's, it's a 12-week process for some, 16 for others, but you start out with a goal and you work a plan and, you know, you, you eventually get to race day and you finish the race. And it's that process we get to go through that we targeted a goal, we signed up for it, we went through the planning and execution, we built our muscles and our bodies up to be able to endure that, and we finished it. So I think there's a common experience with all of us who do marathons, and it's that we enjoy that completing that delayed gratification. College is a delayed gratification. Start four years later, you're done. Businesses, you're not, you know, if you get past the fifth year, you've made it. So five years, if you can hang on, if you can do things, and it's a shame. So many businesses uh, do come and go rather quickly. Uh, but, you know, uh, even at the five-year mark, you're like, oh, boy, I'm you're just about here for good, you know. So it, it's a long process, and, and marathoning reminds us that, the good things in life come from delaying that gratification and uh, and working hard for something because you work hard for marathoning. You really do. Now, there's some people that run them quick and can I've heard them and seen them and they you know can do nothing for you know till three days before race day and they go out and run 26. But I don't know. I'd hate to be in their body that next day. So, any rate, delayed gratification, piles of miles versus intentionality, just like business towers of hours versus intentionality. How would you, as a business person, like to get more done in less time? So marathoning, there's this whole concept of piles of miles, and I did it for a while. I was, I was between 50 and 70 miles a week, which was a lot uh, for me. And, you know, I, I ran my first two marathons. I hit the wall, and uh, my third, I, 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 I kind of fumbled and stumbled across. You know, I didn't hit the wall, but I got across the finish line. Uh, but it wasn't until I started focusing on scrapping the piles of miles um, focus, and I went to intentionality, and I started running, breaking down each mile with a plan. And it really was. It was each mile was a plan. So I zoomed down from my last three marathons to 41 miles a week. That was my average. But I had hill climbs in there. I had intervals. I had speed. I had um, 
I had kicks at the end where I ran. I had long and I had short fast and I had long slow. So, I mean, I mixed this all together and I even put a, heck, I had a trip to, um, gosh, I had a long 16-day trip where we went to Tokyo, Hong Kong, Singapore, Indonesia, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, and uh, man, that, that chewed up a lot of time, and I even had to run in the hotel rooms in some cases. I couldn't just go out in the street and dock a Bangladesh and, you know, hang a four-mile run. Wouldn't work. So anyway, uh, you know, um, wow, I couldn't believe it, you know, and then I realize uh, I start, you know, there's no wall. I go through and bingo. I don't have any wall experience. I just glide across the finish line and feel great the next day. So Again, we can, same thing in business. Are we being intentional with the hours or are we just lopping in 70, 80 a week as entrepreneurs? We can do that a lot. We can do that in corporate America a lot too. But I challenge you, you know, if you want more out in less and you want more time with family and your privates, you know, you pursue your other interests, try it. It's, it it'll, it'll work. The wall is like unexpected delays, right? The wall, um, what is it? It's where you are in marathon and all of a sudden your mind and your body split. They just go boing and you hear this spring go and you're like, Rah, and you're just, you know, you're out of it. And so, you know, what does the wall do? Well, it allows, you know, if, if you, if you can go through it, you kind of collect yourself, you dust yourself off, you stretch if you can, you drink some water, you try to get back into the groove, and you keep going forward. That's the trick I learned. You just keep going forward, and eventually, the three times I hit the wall, three times I didn't, those three times I hit the wall, I walked myself back into a slow gait running, looked a little Frankenstein-y, a little awkward, but you know, I got there again, and I got the motors going, and I got things sorted out. Same as business, right? Um, you know, and, and the thing that I did also that we may have to do in business is give ourselves a pep talk. I gave myself a pep talk along the way, which is not unusual, guys and gals. If you're out there driving in your car, think about that. You can become enthusiastic by acting enthusiastic. You can overcome sadness with, and, you know, and make yourself happy like we learned from Dale Carnegie the other day. Make yourself smile. By, by acting happy. So, um, you know, there's, there's things there that I did at the end. Uh, the prize. Now, to a marathoner, this is what we get when we marathon. We get a, um, we actually go through and get this put around our neck, this medal, when we finish the 26.2 miles. Why is that important? It's just like Dale Carnegie's be hearty in your approbation and lavish in your praise. It's our way of all that hard work being cemented with that and that never goes away we never lose touch with the fact that that was earned not given the phone didn't ring we didn't get an email we earned that baby and you know it's it's a nice feeling but just think of it it's the same in business that's how an employee feels when you tell them they did a good job that's how a kid feels when you tell them you're proud of them that's how uh that's the magic of that, and, and it's right there for a marathon, or at least in my world, that, that's what it means to me. Um, and then protect yourself. Why do I have this high-visibility gear next to me? Well, I'll tell you, if you uh, please, I encourage you, go out there and find statistics on the number of people that get hit by cars a year running. It is astronomical, and it really, I mean, it's something that is dangerous. People get killed. As you know, you may have lost friends on bicycles, too. Um, you know, it's a shame. But 
I have this over here because I want to I want to stress a point. I've been in the public safety industry for um, a good portion of my life, and this is actually an ANSI shirt here. It's ANSI rated, and ANSI is a rating system that's given towards road workers and and uh, and the industries out there that work out and about um, in the outdoors where things you know they need to be seen and uh, on highways and you know job sites. This is one of the best ways to be seen to wear ANSI-rated apparel. It's an ANSI 3 shirt. And I will tell you that in today's world, they make this so comfortable that it may not look sexy and look pretty. But I'll tell you what, if you want to shed the fancy stuff with little, you know, fluorescent, you know, stripings here and there and go to something like this that actual road workers wear, it's comfortable, it breathes, it wicks moisture, it's antimicrobials, all kinds of bells and whistles, generally cheaper, the tape moves, so it's not like stationary tape, it actually gives with you, and I'll tell you what, you want to come home at night, man, um, you know, because I, I like twilight runs and morning runs too, this, this apparel uh, will keep you extremely safe on the road, no chance cars aren't going to see you, so uh, just consider it if you could. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's just a cool running's a cool sport. It's a cool way to get out there and keep the ticker going. And I'm just going to give a little public service message uh, out there on health. I, I, I do want to encourage you, if you're listening and you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, please consider this. Please listen to me. I'm 61 and I got grandkids and, and I want to be around for a long time with them. I watched my dad die too early at 84. I watched friends die too early because they didn't work their ticker. You have to work that heart muscle. It's a muscle. Get out now. Start walking. Start power walking. Start running a little bit. I, I ran into a cabbie one time that ran a marathon by running one minute more each day until he, he got up to running a marathon. He, that's how he did it. So just you know, I really encourage you to get out there, and whether it's walking or running, just put your heart through the paces as a youngster. You want to be around for your grandkids. You want to be around later on in life in a healthy condition where you're not debilitated. I'm not saying it's a, it's a, you know, it's going to be a guarantee, but it's certainly going to help. So, uh, you know, hashtag move today four, the letter four tomorrow. Um, that is what I would love you to consider at the end of this broadcast. Now, uh, the lost in the shuffle track today. Oh my gosh, this blew me away and blew my buddies away. Alex, I can't believe this morning I find out, I see a Facebook page from my Facebook post from my hometown about a band that was started in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey, where, as you know from Donna Abate Potter last week, that's where we're from. That's where I went to high school. And uh, this band is called The Middle Class, and they started in Berkeley Heights in 65. They were a garage band. Holy smokes. I was blown away listening to some of this stuff. It's got that, it's got that very um, British Invasion feel to it, and I'm, as you know, uh, I love British Invasion, love the Dave Clark Five. So it's got a little DC Five in there. It's got a little animal-sounding just unbelievably cool. I, I bought a book. Maybe someday we'll have the author on that wrote the book. But these guys are out of Berkeley Heights, Sterling, New Jersey, Watchung, uh, Mountainside. I mean, unbelievable. So we're going to leave you with this cool three-minute track uh, from the middle class, and it is called Free as the Wind from 1965. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hold on to your sand. Keep the shiny side up and keep pleasing customers. We'll see you next week. Thanks.